0: Waihora kiaatu takitahi. Anna Ngafitu oterangi.
1: Leave the stars as they are together in the sky. Ingā iwi o te ingā pāri karangaranga, te nete mihiki a tuawā. I'm Justine Murray, and I'm Maraia Rakadaku. You're with the weekly series Te Ahika, offering up another perspective
2: on Māori issues and stories.
1: Māori entry and attrition into the engineering profession is pretty low, and the School of Engineering at Auckland University is doing something about it.
3: And they will be mentoring um, around Year 11 high school students all around New Zealand. The way that they're going to be doing this mentoring is via telecommunication, so they'll be communicating via text, um, video calling, phone conferencing, because they're unable to meet with them face-to-face on a regular basis, we thought um, using technology today, this is one way of mentoring high school students. Um, What makes this project unique is that it is targeted towards Māori students,
1: Marcia Murray joins us this week. We're slap bang in the middle of Matariki, the Māori New Year, and there are a number of events going on around the motu acknowledging that. There are flag-making workshops and galas in Ngātikahununu, Kaumātua Kapahaka in Wellington, and in Wairua a few weeks ago, it was the annual Māori Film Festival. We'll be bringing you highlights from that event. So
2: let's get cracking, eh, Justine?
1: <laughs> Cotimê é tua The setting is the east coast community of Wairua that only ever tends to make the news headlines when it floods. As it did with Cyclone Bowler in 1988. or When there was an outbreak of gang violence. Back in the 1990s. And it's for these very reasons that Leo Koziel wanted to create a film festival that highlighted Māori achievement and success and where else to base it, but in the very community where it is perceived, these things do not occur.
2: And it helps it is from there as well. Well, Nuhaka,
1: but there's only a
4: few kilometres up the road. Kia ora koutou, I'm Leo Koziol, I'm Ngāti Kahanunu, Ngāti Rākai Parker from Nuhaka, and I'm the festival director of this year's Wairō Māori Film Festival. What is the Wairō Māori Film Festival? And you know, I actually think, uh, and, and this kind of comes from a film I saw recently about Barry Barclay, about how our social society needs to make a social evolution where everyone in our Aotearoa lives and Te Māori. And so the Wairo Māori Film Festival isn't about entering into some debate about this is a Māori film and this isn't a Māori film. It's actually about having a Te kanga Māori protocol to the way you run your festival. And so we've got indigenous films from all over the world. We have films from Australia and Bolivia and, and the USA. and And we've also brought in the Pacific Island programme which is playing here right now at our festival but I think we could branch out further from that if we wanted to. This is the fifth year in a row that we've had a festival, our fourth festival. We took a break in 2007. I feel that this festival, and a lot of uh, my advisors around me tell me this, that it has legs. It's, it's got... And it, its legs, first of all, are uh, rooted in the community here in Wairau. Uh, in Nuhaka, we had a, a packed house at the Kahanunu War Memorial Hall. We played archival films of the opening of that Marae in 1949 and we played scenes from the movie Broken Barrier that were filmed there in the early 50s and Broken Barrier of course is John O'Shea's film, the only feature film made in Aotearoa that decade.
2: So since the running of the festival you've either played films that have Māori content, have been made by Māori directors or indigenous peoples. Do you ever find that there's not enough Māori films to screen?
4: Well, when we started the festival back in 2005, there was a big backlog, and so we had a very full festival the first year, but now we're finding that there's just enough films to play in one sequence over a weekend, and there is definitely enough new material. Māori television's really taking off. There's a whole raft of Māori feature films either in production or about to be released. And so, yes, I I think there's enough films to make this an annual event. I mean, we've got a real strong focus on the dramatic short films. And along with Or this year, we're taking short films to 14 cities around Aotearoa under the Matariki National Travelling Film Programme.
2: And when did it become a travelling film programme?
4: Well, last year we branched out and we took a selection of films to Wellington and Auckland. It was a bit daunting to take a whole... Raft of films. So this year we've just focused on those seven shorts uh, promoted through the whole national Matariki program. We're playing at Te Papa in Wellington in and Galatos and Awataha in Auckland, along with a whole other range of venues across Aotearoa.
2: And Leo, what are the seven short films?
4: The seven short films are Tangaroa, God of the Sea, the music video by Tikitani has homage to uh, the power of Tangaroa after the great tsunami which took place in 2005. Shadows, Mike Jonathan's independently made, independently funded uh, trippy journey through uh, the terrifying demonic shadows that follows him, including c- CGI effects. He's actually just finished Taking that thorn through Park Road post production. Journey to Ihipa, Nancy Brunning's very sensitive story about a woman who has lost her son and he comes back and they have some kind of a reunion. Patu Ihu, and that was actually uh, by Summer Agnew, it won the Best Short Audience Award last year here in Wairau, so we're taking that around the country. A lovely story about a card game called Patu Ihu. Aphrodite's Farm. And the Graffiti of Mr Tupaya, our guest uh, actor here at the Wairamari Film Festival last year was Rawiri Paratene, and he's just fantastic in this film, Graffiti of Mr Tupaya. It took the film awards for short films this year in in Auckland. And then last but not least is Louis Portiki Bryant's beautiful music video for Ariana Tikao. The song is called Tuia.
2: The motto that's been used for the screening of uh, the films this year is Taihua Marai in Waidwa. How involved has the Taiho community been in pulling this together?
4: Oh, they've been wonderful hosts. And, of course, we had a luncheon on the opening day and a brunch closing the, the final day. And, and they did the catering for our dinner on the awards night last night. It was a lovely hāngi. And really what we've done this year, um, we've used commercial venues in the town in the past, but we really thought we would just base it all on a marae this year. So all of our screenings were at Kahununu Marae, in Nuhaka and the uh, Hor Marae here in Wairoa, We did have two special nights at the War Memorial Hall in town, and that was because this year's theme is Peace.
2: I mean, how supportive is the Wairoa business community for the festival?
4: Oh, the Wairoa business community is fantastic, and businesses along the street have put up displays for the, for the uh, festival, and the Visitor Centre put up a lovely display there. And so, you know, we've really got... Uh, I, I think... We've got a momentum being built, and I think the decision to make it every year was the right one.
5: Hi, I'm Craig Fussy from the Pollywood Pacific Island Short Film.
2: So, what's Pollywood Pacific Island Short Film?
5: Uh, Pollywood itself is about celebrating uh, Pacific Island stories on film, taking it to um, Aucklanders, New Zealanders, and if not the world, just sharing our stories and uh, giving a chance for other people to see what we get up to on this side of the world.
2: Now, you had a range of films there. Um, are you finding that Polynesia's got a lot of stories to be told? Oh, we've
5: got so many uh, untapped stories out there um, just ranging across the board with, with Pollywood it gives our uh, Pacific Island filmmakers a platform to showcase their work and um, give it a bit more of a, a lifespan, in most cases the films are made and then put away quite, quite fast after the, after the production so uh, via Pollywood they get a chance to, to show the world and um, at the same time, uh, get some props for their work as well.
2: Are you finding that New Zealand audiences are receptive to seeing Polynesian stories?
5: I think they, they are. It, it is still a relatively new um, story field, I think. Um, it's only just recently, maybe in the last five or six years, that film in itself is becoming a uh, mainstream medium for um, expression for our Pacific Island people. So at the same time, I think we, uh, we all have a story to tell, and um, I think people are open to to hearing these stories.
2: And are any one group, like Polynesian, Micronesian, or Melanesian, are any one group dominating the scene?
5: That's an an interesting question. (laughs) I think um, just to uh, be uh, political about things, I I think we've all got our own stories to tell. And um, in any case, any stories that come through from our Pacific Island brothers and sisters are relevant um, in in terms of prominence. I think uh, we all are prominent as a people, so... Yeah, very, very uh, safe and safe and handy for me, I reckon.
2: Now, um, how do people become part of it?
5: Um, uh, there is a, um, a period of selection where I send out submissions via networks that I've established over the years. The submissions come through to me. I put together a committee. We select the films, and then um, get them out there to the uh, to the people of New Zealand.
2: So, show at other film festivals? Uh, It
5: has, yeah. Well, I've um, this year been lucky to travel to the New Air Arts and Cultural Festival earlier in the year. I've just come back from the Dreaming Festival in Brisbane as well, another um, Indigenous um, Arts Festival, as well as the Whitehorse. So, I'm, I'm very blessed to um, take these films around the world and um, around Auckland, so New Zealand's an awesome place. The
0: Audience Award, a short drama from Aotearoa, goes to Pere Dury and Mehana Dury for their film Warbrick. So, um, who's going to uh, accept this for Pere? I know his cousin's sitting down there, so she can come up and accept the, the... Audience Award for the short drama Aotearoa, Warbrick.
6: Anna, you can give her a kiss. Tēnā koutou katoa, koutou kuhara mai te nei pō. Ahua, re te nei wahine, te mea... Uh i Aku Kaihana no just want to say um, I didn't expect this tonight. We, we, I knew that my cousins had won some funding to, to make a film and to know that they they, they won. Sort of like getting a Grammy. <laughs> Oscar, Oscar. Oh, okay, Oscar. And um, so thank you very much. Thank you to the organisers for having such a, such an event because it's um, very hard, as Ella was pointing out, to, to actually break into this whole world and, um, you know, there's not a lot of money in it and just your dreams. So, thank you very much, um, the organisers. Wai Rua. <laughs>
0: okay, our next presentation uh, is the Aotearoa, the feature documentary drama, which was won by Taking the Wai, Wai Express, directed by Andrea Boshart and Shane Loder. The next one is the International Indigenous Film. We always give an award. To our Fonoa across the wide world, and this one goes to Tinarala, Baby Dreaming,
4: by Warwick Thornton. Warwick Thornton just won the Camera d'Or at Cannes uh, two weeks ago for his first feature film. The Camera d'Or at Cannes Film Festival in France is basically the prize that goes to the best film by a first feature filmmaker, and we're 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 pleased to honour his uh, previous short documentary to Norella.
0: Last but not least is the festival prize. The festival pr- prize for this year, for 2009. Nicely engraved, that's Bradbury's jewellers in Wairau. The festival prize goes to Reign of the Children by Vincent Ward, which we'll be showing tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow afternoon. I got a ring from Win- Vincent Ward Apologising for not being able to come. Then I got a letter from, I mean, another ring from one of his um, associates. She was supposed to come, but I would assume that, that she stopped off at Teteko at um, the um, Tangi for Tainui Stevens' wife. So, so I'll ask Hede, our other patron, to come up and accept it, please. Hede, kafea Oh, she's not here I'll get oh, okay then please get we'll get Judge Fox to come and accept it are oh, you too late Hillary?
7: <laughs>
0: They'll teach you a lesson to go out and have a smoke <laughs>
2: Now, one of the films that screened at the Wairo Māori Film Festival was a
1: 1998 32-minute film called Te Whare. Directed by Richard Green, Te Whare placed the story of the Treaty of Waitangi relationship between Māori and the Crown into a modern context. And no, it's not what you think. We don't see James Busby or Honeheke running
2: around in hoodies and listening to MP3 players. For those of you who have ever flattered, sharing your house with people can be at times fun, but also stressful. And
1: I think we've all either heard or been part of flatting horror stories. In Te Whare, a flatting situation alters somewhat dramatically when the homeowner is overrun by a visitor who crashes on his couch for a few weeks. And in
2: the film, watching the power shift from homeowner to the visitor is similar to the situation that occurred leading up to the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi in eighteen
1: forty. At our website radio nz.co.nz teahika, there's details about Tefare and Richard Green. And it's done well in the International Film Circuit too. <laughs>
2: So she's been in the film and television industry for some time, Ella Henry is perhaps better known for her recent on-screen role as one of the aunties in the
1: former Māori television programme, Ask Your Aunties. These days she can be found teaching the Bachelor of Arts Māori Media Major Programme at Te Ara Pōtāma, the Faculty of Māori Development at AUT, the Auckland University of Technology. But it was at
2: the gala night of the Waira Film Festival that Justine caught up with her.
8: Ah uh, kane ka ko no aho kayako Uh, AUT University, K Auckland. The reason why I'm at the Wairō Māori Film Festival this year because uh, Leo Koziol, the director, gave me an opportunity to screen a piece of work done by my students in their year two that was judged the best of the student work done this year. Uh, It was called Waka Kopapa, So I was very pleased to be able to come back for the second year uh, and to be able to screen some work of very new, very emerging Māori media talent.
1: And... I mean, we we saw a short... Off. Off. Yeah. No, so, so could you tell us what was that about? Okay,
8: uh, the group that I screened this evening at the awards uh, dinner had made a short ten-minute documentary about Waka Kopapa, uh, and what they'd done was looked at uh, some of the major exponents of Waka uh, from the Taitokero region, the Conrad Fano, uh, and talked to them about how uh, being involved in Waka Kopapa, which is what they call it in the Taitokero, how being involved in Waka Kopapa has changed. Changed the lives of many young people who've gotten involved as kaihoi uh, and so along with b- simply rowing the waka has come the Kopapa of uplifting their mana and revitalizing their identity. So it's a very positive message. So
1: the students had a very, very much a hands-on approach with that, writing, producing, filming?
8: Yeah, um, The students had quite a, a, a difficult task, because we don't have a lot of resources in the faculty, we're, we're relatively new to teaching Maori media, and uh, they chose to take themselves up to the far north to, to shoot at the actual Odere area where the Waka um, Kau was being held, so that they could speak to the Conrad Farno and, uh, and they did that in their own time, so they had to have their their own resources, their own skills to write, direct, shoot, produce, edit, and do all of the post-production in a small group of only five. So I'm very proud of what they were able to achieve.
1: Fantastic. And so how long have you you been doing this type of mahi, Ella?
8: Uh, Well, I've been teaching Māori, or predominantly Māori students in Māori programs for most of the last... 18 years, but I've only been at Pōtāma this time for two years, Mm -hmm. and this is my second year. Last year I took responsibility for the Māori media major, and I was allowed to develop this new programme. The students who are involved in a media program do learn television production skills through our uh, communications school, but we wanted to be able to focus on a specific Māori voice. Mm. And so we created this course so that we could nurture Māori media and kaupapa Māori screen production. Very much to give voice to our stories, because that's really the heart of Māori media, not just making television and mm. making entertainment, but revitalising our reo, our tikanga, our hitri and the things that are really unique and special about us as Māori.
1: Mm, and we heard um, a comment tonight that this industry is a very tough industry to crack into. Would you, I mean, with the introduction of Māori TV, has that lessened the hardness of it to get into the music business?
8: Being involved in media is very difficult for anybody, but it's particularly so for Māori because we're quite new entrants into the industry. We've had Māori television now yeah. for five years, yeah. and that has has helped stimulate Māori television production. And, of course, we've been involved in film for many years, but always in a peripheral way. So, really, it has been predominantly the last ten years that we've seen massive growth in film and television production, which is reflected in wonderful films like Reign of the Children, um, you know, Maori Merchant of Venice, these are very authentic Maori stories being told very much from a Maori perspective, and we need to build the skills base of our rangatahi to be able to participate and fully engage in that industry.
1: Mm, And so we have events like this, the the Wairua Maori Film Festival, Um, it's at grassroots level, isn't it? It's, It's cool to kind of come here in this community... Um, for this kaupapa hmm.
8: Well I think Leo Koziol and his mother Huya are extraordinary <laughs> because they've managed to encourage a group of international filmmakers as well as Maori uh, international indigenous filmmakers as well as Maori from all over the Mutu to come to Wairua in the <laughs> middle of winter which does require a certain level of fortitude <laughs> and kaha mm. but what what he's done is is I think what we should all be doing, uh, and that is taking the ball by the horns, creating a community of interest in our Māori media, mm. and creating an environment where we can celebrate, and to see so many of the people from Wairua, not just Māori, come to something like this to celebrate our culture and our language is fantastically uplifting. So I've got nothing for, but praise for Leo and his wonderful mm. mother Hui. I think they've done an extraordinary job. Clearly this is not a big budget Ticket, you know, big ticket item, but what it is more importantly is it is the community coming together around te kanga and kaupapa Māori
1: mm. So Ella, I mean, in your expertise in your, um, in your area with the um, introduction of things like digital, digitalisation mm. and um, digital cameras, how easy is it for people, I mean I believe Māori people all have a great story to tell, yeah. how can they, without paying the thousands to go to film school, you know start telling stories in this yeah. type of medium?
8: I think it, it is important to have some skills, and it is yep. useful if you can get upskilled in a formal environment. Um, can we stop again? Yep. <laughs> I think it is important for media for people who are media practitioners to get some skills, particularly because the technology is changing so rapidly and it's not cheap. However, having said that, I think that it's important that we have our young taking the leap. And a lot of our young are very frightened to go to university, very frightened to go to polytech, Mm. because they don't think that they can achieve well. So I think it's important that our institutions make it welcoming for our Toida, our rangatahi, to go into these institutions and acquire the skills, because digital technology is really revolutionising broadcasting. It is. The days of broad... on free-to-air television, I think are limited. My children, my tamariki, watch narrow casting. They watch YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Made for one person, viewed by one person. And we have the ability as Maori to populate the airwaves with our stories in narrow cast. And that does not require a huge multi-million dollar business and a broadcasting licence. All it takes is talent and the ability to use the tools. So I do encourage our angatahi to go and learn as much as they can about digital technology because once we master that we master our own storytelling Kia ora, All Henry nor moody Finua
6: galess <laughs> Saline Radio Nationalum National.
1: When she's not practising law, Moana Sinclair is making documentaries like Justice Dury. The doco Profiling the Life and Career
2: to Date of her uncle, Justice Eddie Taihakure Dury, was completed a few years ago. And as you're about to hear, Sinclair already has plans for her next project. She
1: accepted the Wairua Film Festival Audience Award on behalf of her cousins, Pere and Mehana Dury, who won the award for their short film, Warbrick
6: my cousins won it um Meihana duri and Pere duri i just happened to be here by chance lucky for them <laughs> um and so they won it. Um they won the award uh, audience award. Yes. And um even though I'm a filmmaker as well, I didn't expect anything like this. In fact, I was excited to see their name um on the program because I thought they'd be here. Um but yeah, they said that they'd gone and of course they wouldn't have known that they'd won this award tonight. And um have you texted them or No, actually I haven't because <laughs> Well, first of all, um, I, I, I'm still kind of reeling from the f- fact that they were... Ha- I, I knew they'd got funding for this film, but I didn't know that they'd completed it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, I'll, be, I'll be on the phone any minute.
1: <laughs> Could you tell us a bit about um, the film that they produced and, they, and they, they wrote?
6: Well, as far as I know, um, it's, it's, it's um, about rugby. And, um,
1: Which is a staple part of New Zealand's
2: culture. Yes, exactly.
6: It's, um, it's an incredible thing that, that, that um, New Zealand has. It. Anyway, they, they come from rugby people, and um, um, all of my cousins, they all love rugby, and my uncle has been a coach in rugby and fielding all his life, and um, so it's not a surprise And um, me, I I can't say I know much about rugby. Same. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, my Uncle Ra would say that I probably need a degree in rugby because (laughs) I'm failing in that area. So I can't say I know much about the film even, just that they actually got some funding to do it. I think George Nepia. Oh, It's about George Nepia as far as I remember. And um, so just to know that it Mm. was completed... Is a surprise, and then to get here and find they won, won a prize. So. Yes,
1: yes. Ka-pai. Now we're here at the um, the Waitomo Māori Film Festival. How was? How important is this to to New Zealand and to the community? Well, it's
6: essential, you know, to to bring it back to the communities, to let community voice, to to hear people in the community um, and what they think and feel about mm. film documentary, you know. A lot of these stories come from the community. Mm. So it's, it's it's great to see that it comes back to the small communities. Yes. It's not something of just the big cities. Um, and I think that is something that's happening in this country and around the world where communities are, uh, are encouraged to speak and express how they feel, mm-hmm. whether that's filmmaking um, or wh- making wine. Or, you know, making jam. Yes, yes. You know, it's, it's a very healthy thing to see instead of, um, you know, big, huge chain supermarkets and that whole culture of globalisation, which, which really um, makes invisible communities, small communities. Mm. So I, I think it's a wonderful thing, and it's the reason why I came. It yes. wasn't for my cousins or anything. <laughs> yeah. I actually came here because of uh, my girlfriend, who's the patron of this. Yes, um, you did mention her yeah, tonight. Judge yeah, Judge Fox. So um, I came because of that, and I was surprised that, to see my cousins on the, on the, on the menu. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, Moala, you're a filmmaker. How long have you been doing that for?
6: Oh, look, you know, it's something that I've loved all my life. When I I think I when I was in primary school, uh, I won a a, um, a, a essay prize. Wrote a story about being rich, (laughs) 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 and it was all out of my mind about how it would be to be rich because we were really poor. I grew up in Taumaru Nui. When I say poor, I mean you know in terms of assets. My mother, Mahikituruangi Duri, she raised us and she made us feel rich in the sense mm. that she um you know, she loved us and um she made us feel important. Yes. And wasn't till we got older that we realised, oh why <laughs> we come from Ton no one's heard of it except for the main <laughs> trunk line. And um but yeah, she she made us feel special. So
1: from that essay about being rich led to a passion and film?
6: <laughs> Um, yeah, I've always loved stories and how people tell their, their stories, which reflect where they grew up, the people that are important to them, yes. events that are important in their lives. Um, yeah, it's it's that human expression, I suppose. You know, I can articulate it now, but when I was a kid, it was um, it was all about um, I don't know the imagination. And mm. I think that's one of the most wonderful gifts as humans that we have is an imagination to be able to dream whatever mm. we want. You know, I mean, I grew up in Ngatai Street in Marunui and I don't know if you know where that is, but no. <laughs> it's like this tiny weeny community and um, um, to be able to dream about anything you wanted meant that you could go anywhere in your mind, mm. in your head and you could write stories, and you could read stories um, about people and different parts of the world and all of that. So, so in
1: today's um, Māori <laughs> new film industry, who inspires you?
6: In the Māori world, I suppose, um, one of the most... Actually, I get my inspiration from m- m- many forms, many f- art forms, um, from painters like Robin Kahukiwa, writers like Patricia Grace, mm. um, and of course, you know, writers from from anywhere in the world really. It's not confined to, to just Māori or New Zealand. But um um one mm. of my favorite um writers um is Catherine Mansfield, a New Zealand writer. And um Oh, many others yes, around yes. the
1: world, you know. And what about um, Vincent Ward's, You know, Reign of the Children—that was—I mean, a parker man telling Māori stories.
6: Well, it's an interesting question um, because I saw that Reign of the Children, and I think I, I think um, the best part of that film is Puhi's story, um, this queer from Tūhoe. I, I I thought just to have her on film alone, whether it was Vincent Ward or whoever it was, was something special because just in in who she was, how she was, what she she sustained and endured in yes. her life, I thought was amazing to have on film, you know, it's a documentation of her life and, and a time, a period uh, for Maori woman mm. and old queer in that time. I thought that was what was most um, most I valued the most.
1: You're a filmmaker, of Any projects that you can tell
6: us about that you're working on? Well, actually, right now I'm pulling together a um, documentary on Ngati Kauwhata, and essentially the story is about the Ngati Kauwhata story. It's it's we unearthed the story through my. Family doing the research for the Treaty a Treaty claim Claims. Treaty Treaty of Waitangi claim whereby Ngati Kahutah lost their status as a niwi, uh, basically because Governor Grey uh, burnt them out. Uh, they were um, living in Taunga and the history is that Governor Grey burnt their crops because they. They wouldn't sign over a purchase that he wanted. And um, so he said, it doesn't matter. They're just a hapū of Ngāti raukawa. And in that just that statement, they lost their iwi status. So that's the um, basis of the claim, is to claim back their iwi status. Iwi status. So it's a collection of interviews with um, kaumātua and key people. Of Ngāti Kauwhata and uh, the point of making it uh, was really to to tell the story about Ngāti Kauwhata and to also um, ensure that all Kauwhata people were involved in it. So yeah, it's a documentation of their claim and it forms part of our treaty claim so that when we actually do front up to the Waitangi Tribunal, we have a, a, a record of their story in visual form uh, also it's put, put together with the interviews of uh, people like um, Mason Dury mm. um, Dina mm. um the woman of Ngāti um and it's telling our story basically Kia ora, Moana
2: Sinclair nor Nazirokawa From switching on a light bulb to flushing the toilet, engineers are an important part of developing the world we live in, and it's in this area that Marcia Murray wants to see more Maori at
1: the forefront. Marcia Northiara Menga Tirangi works as the Māori external liaison for the Faculty of Engineering at Auckland University. So,
2: targeting for form—that's Year 11 students from around the country—and giving them the technology such as internet connection and a cell phone, Marcia then buddies them up with engineering mentors, as she explains here with Justine.
3: We've got um, a new project that we're about to launch. It's an engineering-specific one. Um, and it's a three-year pilot project where it's a mentoring project where we use current engineering students. So um, they're normally in their second year of engineering and they will be mentoring um, around year 11 high school students all around New Zealand. The way that they're going to be doing this mentoring is via telecommunication, So they'll be communicating via text, um, video calling, phone conferencing because they're unable to meet with them face-to-face on a regular basis, we thought um, using technology today, this is one way of mentoring high school students. Um, what makes this project unique is that it is targeted towards Māori students. Because we don't have many uh, science and maths role models or teachers within our high schools, we thought that one way of putting a brown face in front of them and to give them inspiration to think about a career in maths and sciences, especially in engineering, is to use current role models that we have studying the degree, and um, yeah, they'll be able to mentor these students for about three years up until they come through to the engineering school.
1: And so, year 11 is
3: Fifth f- form in is the old, old
1: school days, fifth yeah, form. Old day. So. Yeah. Just kind of um, to, to mind map this project. It's like a student studying. Say for example, let's use Topol, who wants to get into engineering. Yeah. You would. Your role is to um, buddy. Is it like a buddy system? You get in contact with the student and then buddy them up with a with a student that's actually doing it.
3: Yep. If for example we've got students from all over the country, secondary school students. They will form a cluster. So you might have like one student in Topo, one in Taranaki and one up north and one in Rotorua. They will all form a cluster and they'll have one mentor who will contact them every week, video call them for about 15 minutes um, just to check up on how they're going and if they need any help with anything. And then um, once a month they'll be, they'll have a tutorial session where they all hook up and they all get to chat Chat
1: to each other. So that student does their own um, mahi at, at Kura, yep. plus this uh, is this like kind of like a part time course? How does that work, or is it in conjunction with the school?
3: It's We've got two clusters which are um, basically school focused, and so we've got eight students from um, two different schools who are already set up to go, and we're looking for another. Eight more students from different high schools around New Zealand because we want to try and get it out there and get as many students involved into this pilot project as we can.
1: And we I mean, and you did meet a pilot project. Yes. Are you a bit nervous about that? About um. you know what is the what is what will you deem as success? You know what are your uh, you know your objectives? Yeah.
3: So our um, key objectives is to try and mentor these students, give them a bit of support within their science and math subjects. And the success will be evident at the end of the project when they finish secondary school and they actually enrol into the engineering degree.
1: And it's about getting more Māori, as you mentioned, into this type of mahi.
3: Yeah, that's correct. So um, like most Māori students do like maths at school. But um, yeah, so it's just getting them to try and keep at their maths subjects, and carry on with them through to um, Year 13, which is their final year of high school, and then think about careers that they can use their mathematics and science skills in. Um, Yep, this is a pilot project, and it's actually a new initiative. Um, Nobody else at the moment does any form of distance mentoring within New Zealand, so a little bit nervous, but hopefully if we pull it off, then everybody else will be able to start up doing distance mentoring as well
1: to have um, a cell phone and texting and computers and internet. I mean, the students can do it in their
9: time.
3: Yeah, that's basically it. Each student will be given a um, PDA. So even if they don't have computers at home or um, internet access, we provide that for them. And so they'll have their own contact phone number and then their mentor will also have a PDA as well. So they're able to keep in touch with each other.
1: And so when does this all kind of, I mean obviously you're still going through the, 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 the foundation of this uh, project, um, when does it um, kick off?
3: Well we've already got our mentors sorted, so we've, they've all been confirmed and we've got half our students selected. So at the moment um, we're contacting schools to see if they've got any students to, um, who they want to nominate to get involved into this project and we're hoping to launch it at the start of term three, so that's in a couple of weeks' time basically the engineering degree yeah it's a four-year degree that we do at the University of Auckland but we try and get out to schools to promote engineering degree doesn't matter where you study it as long as we try and get it out there as a profession engineers do everything within society everything that you um, might look at and see or any problems you need to be solved um, has got some sort of form of engineering component in mm. it. Most students think of mechanics as being engineers. They're a form of engineer, um, but, like, for example, engineers range from tool designing tool buildings, designing the roads that you drive on, the footpaths, um, bridges, dams. That's a civil engineer. They make engineer. it happen, eh? Yep, and making things happen. And then also... Um, to latest cutting-edge technologies such as iPods, your new um, PlayStation 3 video game.
1: <laughs> so engineers are a very important part of our, our world.
3: <laughs> yes,
1: they are. Next week we will be bringing you a tour of Herehere Here Tau Farm in Whaka one of the three finalists in the Ahu Whenua Māori Business Farming Trophy for sheep and beef. Kick started by Sir Apirana Natha in 1932.
2: According to one of the judges, Roger Pekia, a farmer in his own right, it was apt the award ceremony this year was in the Nazi Puro stronghold of Gisborne. O te taira whiti.
9: Kia, ora, kia ora, Roger Pekia. Ngati me, me ngati hikai ka Kia, ora,
1: kia ora Roger. Now we are at the Ahu Fenua Trophy uh, Awards. Um, what are these awards all about?
9: Now the, the awards are about um, recognising and celebrating excellence in, in Māori business, And uh, it's the oldest uh, farming competition in the country. And uh, as, as, as most people know, it's founded by uh Rana and Lord Bledisloe. So uh, it's, it's fitting that 72 years on from the first uh awarding of that trophy uh at, uh up in Ruatoria back in nineteen thirty two. Uh it's back here again uh in Tairafsi. So uh so congratulations to uh to Fangara partnership. Uh, it's yes. very deserving.
1: Now, you're one of the judges.
9: Yes, I am. I've been a finals judge uh, since it was um, reintroduced back in 2003. And it's, uh, it's been an honour and a privilege. And it's been a great journey. And I've uh, seen many changes to, to uh, the uh, contestants over the years. And uh, the benchmarks, benchmark continues to rise.
1: What, what kind of changes have they, has there been?
9: Oh, I think um, we're seeing a sharpening of uh, skills, particularly at a governance level. People are, um, are benchmarking themselves against the best. Uh, we are uh, sharing knowledge. We are sharing capability. Uh, we are looking at our structures, and so people are constantly improving their businesses. Uh, evaluating their own competencies evaluating uh, staff evaluating their entire enterprises and so um, so it's, it's just wonderful to see wonderful to be a part of
1: and um, we had we had three finalists here, hiti Pakarai whangara, and muriko uh, muriko muriko nui how does it get to be um, what does it take what, what is the processes in judging and what yeah, does it take? Look,
9: we look at um, we look at the entire business right from um, uh, from governance right through to operational management and so um, we look at how uh, governors are, um, are communicating with their shareholders with their owners and uh, whether they are being uh, well informed there are good communication lines, contributions that are made back to back to their communities, wow. uh, those communities that support uh, the business and that are that are integral to the, to halt the entire infrastructure of that business. And uh, then looking, then I guess wading through some of the numbers and looking at financial performance.
1: Crunching those numbers. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you know, there's
9: always that element.
1: We heard a lot of numbers tonight um, $7.2 billion. I mean, I mean, it's fantastic. Māori becoming more business savvy, it seems like it.
9: Yeah, yeah, no, the numbers are big, yeah. and, um, and, and, they're go- and, and they're only going to go one way, and that's up. They're only going to get bigger. And so, I guess we've, because of the size and scale of the businesses now, um, we've got there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with that. You know, uh, as kaitiaki for the next generation, we have to ensure that we um, that we are creating sustainable businesses that uh, that are intergenerational. Uh, we need to optimise land and uh, and ensure that we're not uh, exploiting those natural resources uh, that have to be cleaned up by the next generation. And so, um, so our businesses are only going to uh, get better. We've uh, spent a lot of money educating uh, the next generation and. Uh, you would have heard that the Soldiers Trust have, have invested large sums of money in doing that. And so uh, it's good to see that uh, some of those skills that have been invested in by these businesses are now coming back and making a contribution to these businesses to help them grow.
1: Now the Ahu Fenua um, Cup itself, what an amazing event.
9: Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, as you know, there are two trophies, there yes. are two, two identical cups.
1: Can we talk about the two cups? There's um, sheep and beef and then there's dairy.
9: Yes, and they're both identical um, and uh, very similar in terms of style to the Bledisloe Cup. <laughs> yeah. that's contested between the All Blacks in Australia uh, every couple of years. So they're uh, so they're wonderful uh, taonga, and uh, and it's um, it's it's lovely to see all of the names that have uh, that have uh, won that trophy over over many many years, and so for those that uh, that have a connection with the with the competition. Um, you know, it's a great feeling, brings out a lot of, a lot of emotion like it, uh, like it has this evening. And so, um, and, uh, you know, it's great to see all the yeah. family here supporting. And, you know, and, and, and the, I guess the big thing with this here is the support, uh, for each other, the contestants, you know, uh, each other. Yes, it is a competition. Yes, it is about bringing out excellence, but also it's about, um, it's about, uh, sending messages to owners and making them proud of, proud of their own businesses and connecting them with the land.
1: Kia ora Roger Peake here. and the winners of the 2009 Ahu Whenua Māori Excellence in Farming Award was Pakarai Whangara B5 Partnership. Yay! Formed in 2005
2: through the amalgamation of two neighbouring properties, the 5,600 hectare farm
1: runs sheep and cattle. And the board that runs it is chaired by Wahine Māori Ingrid Collins. When she accepted the award that night, she was a little
2: overwhelmed
7: maybe didn't have a chance. But I know that we have strived for excellence throughout our farming career, and we won't stop doing that either. We'll keep going. And so people, we have an example of a partnership that is working, and I ask you, if you need help, don't hesitate to call us. And we have Matatini here in 2011, and we'll sell the clicks for $1,000 Start <laughs> your range, And we'll donate that to the Matatene. I do thank you from the bottom of my heart, especially you judges that saw fit to give us and the, all of the farms the excellent reports that you have done. And I'm absolutely overwhelmed by the receiv- receiving this
1: trophy. Here's Rangitunua Black with this week's Fakatoki
0: Waihora rā kia tū takitahiana ngā whetū o te rangi. Ko te whakamārama o tauna. Kia mahue ki roto i te rangi. Kia ko tahi te whetu, tērā, kia ko tahi, tētahi taona, tētahi tawira, tukoiho, mā nga whakatipuranga. Ko taku ingoa, ko noa Black, no ngai tūhoe, no te urawera.
2: And what better way to see out this week's programme than with a waiata forever associated with Ngāti Pūrō, or more specifically the people of Whangarā. Anei te waiata
1: whakamutanga ko Paikia. He mihi tēne ki ngā kai, kō wiki, kia Ingrid Collins. Rato ko Moana Sinclair, ko Ella Henry, ko Leo Kouziul, ko Craig Fassi, ko Huia Kouziul, ko Masia Murray. Ki ra wiki wiki mihini mihi. Hoki mai anoa tēra
2: wiki e
4: Moyo tato
2: katua.